thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hope this message from Good News Company blesses you. Find us on Instagram and Facebook and enjoy the message. Why don't you turn over to Ephesians chapter 4, okay? Um, I don't get to play the intro video this morning. I forgot about that. That would have been cool to do. Ephesians chapter 4. Um, if you're watching this on your phone, which most of you probably are, you're not going to be able to flick over. So grab your Bible, go find it. Um, we're going to Ephesians chapter 4. And uh, Ephesians 4 is incredible. Ephesians 4 is really a turning point in the book of Ephesians for the Apostle Paul. He he has spent the first three chapters um, speaking and preaching, but when it comes to chapter four, this is really where the rubber meets the road, right? This is really where um, Paul begins to connect doctrine in chapters one, two, and three to deeds, right? Doings, what we do uh, in chapters four, five, and six. So he, he, he's about to marry belief with behavior. And so it's so important because Christianity isn't just a believing religion. It's not just a believing thing. It starts there, but it outworks in deeds. And it outwork, it's, it's not faith verse works, right? It's faith that works. We have a faith that is tangible, that works, that does things. It's not sitting up in the mountains somewhere, contemplating life, drinking hot tea with our arms crossed. We are on the ground and our belief influences our behavior. And right on this point, literally on my Bible, this is chapters three, this is chapter four. Right here is where Paul begins to connect um, what we believe with how we behave, with our doctrine, what we believe about things, with our deeds, what we do every day. It's marrying the heart with the hands. And so we're going to jump into that today because it is so important. And we're going to start with this key verse. I'm going to just pretty much preach on these two verses, really this one verse. And uh, it's the verse that's really the key that unlocks this entire book. It's the key that unlocks this entire book. It's at the beginning of your journal here. It's uh, Ephesians uh, 4 verse 15. That's the key verse for this whole book. It unlocks everything. And uh, you've been seeing it on our sermon intro bumper on Sundays. So Ephesians chapter 4, but I'm going to read it from 15 and 16 together. Okay, so turn there, put it in the chat, mm, right, when uh, when you're ready. And I love, I love this, okay, so if you hear something you like, say amen. Let me know you're still here. Put it in the comments. It's going to be... It's going to be unbelievable. All right, chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. Let me find it here. So it says this, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become, in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And verse 16 says, From him, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. It grows and builds. Woo! I love those words. Hello, Melissa. I love those words. Grows and builds. They're some of my favorite words in the English language. Grows and builds. Come on, I want to be growing and building. I want my life to be growing up into Christ and my life building upon Christ. I want our church to be growing and building. What I love about these two words is they're 
they're, they're the same but different, right? Growing sort of happens automatically, right? But building takes intentionality. Growing happens, you, you don't try real hard to get from Oscar, my six-year-old size, to my size. It just happens. Come on, you ever put on weight over COVID? It just happens, right? Your body just grows. Pastor Thomas, nice to see you, my friend. Grows and builds. But building, that's different. You ever tried to build a house, our renovations at church? That doesn't just happen. You don't just sit there and watch it grow. you got to take intentionality. It takes effort. And that is the whole point of Ephesians. We grow and we build. We grow, God grows us, but we also got to play a part in the building. So I love that. I feel like that Instagram, if you're, if you're a millennial, you'll know what I'm talking about. That one preacher that's stuck, that gets stuck on a word and he just gets pumped about it. I'm just, that's me all over. Okay, so sorry I'm playing into the stereotype, but I'm excited. So I'm going to jump back. Okay, I got, too, I got too excited. Verse 16 says this, From him, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament. It grows and builds itself up in love. As each part does the work. As each part does the work. You know what? We're talking today a little bit about the body of Christ. I'm going to give you my sermon title in a second. But how many know, man, that God is coming back. Jesus is coming back for the body. He's coming back for the church. And Jesus is coming back for a beautiful body. Amen, right? Jesus is coming back for a built body, a strong body. Jesus is coming back for a healthy body. He's coming back for a body that is pumped, that is ready, that is built, that is grown, that is beautiful. Jesus is coming back for the body of Christ. And he's not coming back for a lame body. He's not coming back for a a sad, weak, pathetic body. He's not coming back for a body that's filled with conspiracy theories about the earth or, 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 or complaining or eating off the junk food of this world. He is coming back for a body that is healthy and strong and pumped up. And so for that reason, today, the sermon title, you can write it down, is How to Be a Bodybuilder. Come on, somebody. Is that not a good title or what? How to be a bodybuilder. Come on, if you're a bodybuilder in faith, put it in the chat. So I'm a bodybuilder. I build my body, man. Oh, I love that shade. Put those arm emojis up. Come on, put them up. I'm a bodybuilder. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you. You're in this uh, digital space right now. Lord, I pray that this word would not just... um, We wouldn't just hear it, but it would connect with our heart, Lord. I pray every person who's going through a bit of a difficult time with lockdown or is being um, affected in some way, I pray the peace of God that transcends all understanding would guard their heart and mind in Christ Jesus, that you would come and lay your hand upon them in their bedroom, kitchen, uh, in their bed, in their their, um, blankets and in their snuggies, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you're a bodybuilder, say amen. Uh, tomorrow, I want to remind you, we're going to jump into Ephesians chapter 1. So join me at 7 a.m. But for now, we're talking about the body of Christ. The body of Christ, how to be a bodybuilder. Um, the body of Christ, man. And, and if, if, you're, if you're not careful, when we talk about the body of Christ, the church, right? It can be very easy for you to switch off because you're like, oh, that's a bit boring. You know, that's, that's, not, that's not very interesting, 
Pastor Kieran, right? The body of Christ. But to do that would fail to recognize the grandness and the mysteriousness and the 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 the, uh, the miracle that is the body of Christ. When we talk about the body of Christ, what we got is is two things. We've got uh, the container and the contents, right? I've got I've got an example right here. Come on, somebody, I'm prepared. Oh, Facebook, I've got to hold it up so you can see it. We've got the container and the contents when it comes to the body of Christ. Um, I build my bodies. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> um, the body of Christ. The body is the container, okay? The contents is Christ. So the body is a container that contains Christ. And so when we talk about the church, we're not talking about the container. When we talk about the body of Christ, we're not talking about a building or even a specific one person. We're, we're not talking about a container. When someone says, hey, can you pass me a drink? They're not asking just for an empty bottle. They're asking for what's inside the bottle. And so when Jesus and Paul's talking about the body of Christ, he's not just talking about a container. He is talking about the contents and the container together. You see, the water by itself it's not really, there's nothing you can do. It's, it's spilling on the floor without a container. And God has set it up in his, um, in, in his uh, supreme understanding. He has set it up so that the body of Christ would be held, uh, that the contents of Christ would be held within the container of the body of Christ. And I know if you're, you're a new Christian or you're, you're not familiar with Christianese words, it's a bit confusing, but the body of Christ is both the container and the contents. All right, and this is important. I'm going to get here. The container and the contents. This had old milk in it. That is disgusting. Service team, we've got to do something about that. Anyway, the container and the contents. So I want to give you three things, and you can write this down. I'm going to give you three points all at once, okay? And we're going to move along them, and then we're going to be done, all right? The body of Christ, what we're talking we're talking about formed, filled, function. Put it in the chat. Formed, filled, function. One more time for those at the back. Formed, filled, function. That's all I'm going to talk about for the next 10 minutes or so. Formed, filled, function. God is a former. In the very beginning, you remember what it was like. You weren't there, but you remember, right? In the beginning, it says, God said, let there be light. God said, then this happened. God said, and then the stars appeared. God said, and then the oceans sort of began to come from nowhere. God said, and land began to happen. God said, and animals began to form. God said, and birds started screeching through the air. God said, and trees the size of uh, massive trees began to launch up out of the ground. God said things and they happened. But then when it came to us, right? When it came to humanity, it doesn't say he said something. It says he came down and he formed them with his hands. Fun fact, humanity, you and I are the first thing that God ever touched. And that's why it's so important we get a touch from God because we've been needing a touch from God ever since. You know, God touched humanity for the first times. Everything else he spoke and it happened, but humanity says he came down and he formed it from the dust of the earth. He formed 
the contain what did he form he he didn't form he didn't form the finished product he just formed the container right so god forms things but he doesn't leave it formed right then it comes down and he says he breathed into them he fills them so god forms things and he fills them and if god forms something you know a filling is coming If God has formed something in your life, you know a filling is coming, but he doesn't do it for no reason. He does it for a function, right? So he forms it, fills it for a function. That's the body of Christ. It's a pattern that God puts in place. He forms, he fills, he functions. He forms it, then he fills it to function. That is the pattern that God uses. Let's think about Genesis, right? He forms the sea and he fills it with fish. He forms the sky and he fills it with um, birds. He fills the body and fills it with his spirit. Why don't we take a trip down the valley of dry bones in Ezekiel 37. We see a vast army of bones scattered across this valley. And God says to Ezekiel, he says, watch this, prophesy to the bones. And then remember what happens? It says the bones came together uh, joint to joint. That's the forming. And then it says the wind came and filled the army. That's the filling. And then they stood up. Up a vast army that's the function formed filled function the, and, and the breath of God comes and fills this vast army in the beginning the breath of God comes and fills Adam and Eve and they become human beings and that's the same we see in in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost Come on, we're going Pentecostal today. We see the body of Christ. We see in the upper room, right, in, in, in Acts chapter 2, it says they all gathered together in one place. That's the, that's the forming. And it says the fire of God and the wind of God came and filled every believer. That's the filling. And then it says Peter, he got up and preached. That's the function. Formed, filled, function. We're talking about how to be a bodybuilder. You've got to have these things formed, filled, function. God created you for a function. But so often what we do is we see the form of it in our life and we want it to function, but we forget about the filling. We forget that man, God, he's not just going to create this thing. He's got to fill it. He's got to be a part. He's got to be in it and through it all. So you, you, you see God forming in your life. And the forming process, side note, is difficult. The, uh, God in the Bible is often described as a potter. And we see the potter working a piece of clay on the wheel and it's spinning. And it's getting a bit out of shape. It's getting a bit, uh, it, it, it's not comfortable. It's difficult. But the potter is forming it in fashioning it to what he wants it to be. But it can feel a bit out of control. So if you feel your life is a bit God, what are you doing? Where are you taking me? God's forming something in you. What are you doing in this relationship? He's forming. What are you doing with this business opportunity? He is forming something. What are you doing in this church, God? He is forming something. And he's forming it for a function. God wants something for you to do. He's got a function for you to do. Remember, he purchased you for a purpose. We looked at that last week, the other week. So he's formed you. For a function, but it got to take a filling. And that's why we come together in the presence of God. That's why we come together at church. That's why we come and, and move together because we need a filling before 
we can function. You ever had a, uh, a uh, I don't know, uh, like a puff pastry? And you take a bite and there's no filling in it? It's like, this is not good. This is not, I got the, fun, I got the, fun, I got the, the form, but there's no, because there's no filling, it's not satisfying. Come on, put it in the chat if you ever got ripped off by a bakery and there's like next to no meat in the pie or a bag of chips and the whole thing is air and hardly any chip. There's no filling. Come on, the filling is who we are. We are people who are filled by God to complete a function. All right. Here's the thing. How to be a bodybuilder. How to be a bodybuilder. We're bodybuilders when we all function. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Uh, um, Taylor, nice, nice to see you on the chat. And Waddle Girl, 25. Hello, nice to see you. Um, I'm going to pause right there before we go on. And I want to remind you, if you're new to Good News Company of any kind, um, please connect with us online. I'd love to say hello. Uh, our team would love to uh, connect with you and help you in your journey with Jesus. You can easily go to the link in our bio or our website. Come on, put in the connect card. Let us know your details. We won't spam you. We just want to say hello and know that you're with us today. How to be a bodybuilder. That's what we're talking about. If you've just joined us and, and, and we're looking at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 and 16. How to be a bodybuilder. Um, if you were in person with us today, I would share these images on the screen and we'd all have a good laugh. But maybe after this, you can go and Google it. But um, I've never, oh, jokes, I have been to the gym before. And when I first joined the gym, Obviously not anymore, but when I joined the gym, one of the main pieces of advice they told me was never skip leg day. Never skip leg day. And, and uh, I, I found these Google pictures of people who are skipped leg day. How to get swole. Pastor Gay. Okay. No thanks, Harrison. You, you, anyway. Um, Never skip leg day, all right? Um, if you look at, these, look at these photos online of people who skip leg day, and they're dudes, right? These guys are muscly from about here up. They're big, they're brawn, they got muscle. They walk and they walk like this, right? Because that's, that's as far as they can go. And their necks are like cranes, right? They're, they're, they're huge. But then you look at their legs and they're like chicken legs, right? You, got, you can't skip leg day. Because when you skip leg day, that means only one part of the body is functioning, right? When you skip something and when, when one part of the body isn't functioning, the whole thing is thrown off course. The whole thing is tainted. The whole thing doesn't work when one part of the body doesn't function. So you want to be a bodybuilder? You need, we together, it's going to take you and I. Right, Elbow bump virtually the person next to you and say, I need you to function so I can grow. I'm getting excited, man. I need you to function so that I can be built up as well. Because we are the body of Christ. Look what it says. It says from him, the whole body is joined and held together, not necessarily by God, but it says it's joined and held together by the supporting ligament. So where the body joins the body, that's where the strength is. When the body comes together, that's how the body is built. You gotta to remember today, you're not alone. You're not an isolated Christian. You might have a personal savior, but you're not just 
the, the sole person in God's kingdom. God has designed us to be a body. You wouldn't walk down the street and see a limb or a finger on the road and be like, oh, look at that body. It's a finger. If you see a body, you're like, that is a body, right? We are the body of Christ. And I'm going to try not to rant, but the body is built, right? When each member, you're a member today, you got to realize you are a part of the body of Christ. I don't know what part you are. But you're a part of the body of Christ and we need you to function. I need you to function. That is why today we're not calling this a church service because the only one functioning is me. And this church will not grow if I'm the only one functioning in my gift. It needs you. That's right. I'm coming through the screen, looking at you on Facebook and on Instagram right now. We need you to function. See, you can't do that in, on, in in-person service. Every part matters, Marlo. Exactly. Every part matters. It doesn't matter if I'm doing this great thing and I'm preaching a great word. That's only one part of the body. If the body is going to be built, we all need to function. And we need to function together. The goal isn't to become spiritual babies like Paul reads just before our verses in 14, um, in verse 14, right? The goal is that we would all function together as the body of Christ. We need you to function. We need you to work. You need to serve God. You need to find your gift. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you need to function. You need to get out there. You need to do something with what God's given you. I'm depending on it. Your neighbor, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your kids, the the kid in youth group that you don't feel like you're connected to, right? There might be someone in our church that you don't have any relationship to, but you do because you're part of the body and we need you to function. Our, 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 Our older people of Good News Company, we need you to function. Young people, youth, young adults, we need you to function. Our, our elderly people need you to function. Um, our, our, our young people need you, older people, to function. We all need to function together if we're going to build the body. I looked up this verse, chapter six, verse 16 in the Amplified Version, and I'm going to be done here in a few moments. But verse 16 in the Amplified Version, listen to this. It says, from him, the whole body, that is the church, in all its various parts, joined and knitted together firmly by what every joint supplies. And listen to this. This is how to be a bodybuilder. When each part is working properly, it causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in an unselfish love. Are you working properly? Are you working properly today? Because we need you to. The secret, if there is one, to church growth, to to the kingdom advancing on the earth, is for each part to work properly. That will cause the body to grow, and not just grow, but mature up into the picture of Jesus. Each part has a purpose. You have a purpose if you're part. And we all need to function. 
I can't be the only one functioning. Bethany, our music team on a Sunday can't be the only one functioning. We all need to function. Um, you know, recently, I, uh, no, I won't say recently, but, um, you know, coming together as the body of Christ at church, like literally coming together, putting aside to side to come together and worship God together, to sit under the word together, to sharpen one another, encourage one another, bless one another. You might say to me, Kieran, you know what? I'm pretty good with Jesus all by myself. You know, I, I, I can be a Christian without going to church. I hope I don't step on toes. I don't think you can. We need the body of Christ. How will you mature? How will you grow? And how will, your, how will your gift connect with my gift and your brother's and your neighbor's gift if you're doing it on the soccer field or somewhere else? And you might say, yeah, but Kieran, I, 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 can, I can be a Christian out elsewhere. Of course you can, but it starts here, the body of Christ. You can be a Christian elsewhere, elsewhere by yourself, but you can't be the body of Christ elsewhere by yourself. We are called to come together. And you might not need to go to church, but someone else needs you to go to church. Someone else needs you to be the body of Christ. Every, someone else needs you to come together. Soccer is not the body of Christ. The club isn't the body of Christ, right? We need to come together as the body of Christ. You're not alone in the body of Christ. And so when people say to me, yeah, well, I, I choose this over church because they collide. You know what, man, that's good. You can choose that. But you can't forsake the meeting together because that is where the strength is. We come together as the body of Christ. I need you and you need me to be together and build together, to grow together. Not, not numbers. Not, not, don't, don't get me, I'm not talking about stats or people or numbers or church buildings or bums in seats. I'm talking about growing down deep and up into Jesus who is the head. And who holds all things together. And the other thing is, when you do bodybuilding, you'll often get injuries. You'll often get injuries. And, and, and the church, the body isn't free. Even the body of Christ isn't free from injuries. You're not, you are still susceptible, come on now, to injuries. You know Oscar right now, on his foot, he's got a cut. And you might say, Kieran, the body of Christ is a mystery. It is. It's, it is a bit confusing and it is a mystery. But the answers and the picture of it can be found in our own bodies. I am a limb. That's right. Um, Oscar, he's got a cut in his, on his foot. And what's happened is, is there's been a cut there. But then what happens, right? The moment that there's a cut, all of a sudden, the white blood cells, right, start marching together. They start doing their thing and they start stitching each other up and the skin starts to come together and stitching and it's stitching and stitching. And then what happens? A scab forms over it, right? A scab forms over the cut to cover the cut while it fixes itself up. And that is a beautiful picture of the mystery of the body of Christ where we come together and there might be a hurt, there might be 
be a pain, there might be an injury. But as the body of Christ, we don't say you're on your own. We don't say get out of here, sort yourself out. We don't judge, we don't attack, we don't criticize, we don't gossip. We cover like a scab. Ooh, we cover, right? While we help each other, stitch each other together. And we march together, we stand together, we join together. Because that's where the strength is. The body of Christ, we're called to cover one another. We're called to bless one another. We're called to raise one another up and sharpen one another. And so the body of Christ, when there's an injury, and there will be, you know, someone I've heard it say, I'm looking for the perfect church. And, and, and the moment you show up, the church is no longer perfect, right? Come on, we all have our issues and our problems and our mess ups and we hurt one another and we cut one another one another and, and that stuff happens but the beautiful thing is the difference between the church and the body of Christ is we're not like other places where we just cut off and, and say goodbye no we cover one another and we come together and we stitch one another up and say I've got you I'm going to help you through this time together you want to be a bodybuilder this is what it all comes down to You've got to function. Don't be, let's not be the body where just one part of the body is really strong and the other one is weak. And you're like, man, what did that guy miss? Let's be the body of Christ that all functions together. And when we all function, when we all work together properly, like Paul writes, when we all play our part, that's where there's growth and maturity and we are built up into Christ. So I say all that to say, I need you and you need me. And I need the kids that come to our youth ministry that I haven't even met. I need them to function and they need me to function and they need you to function and our kids need you to function and you need our kids to function because we are all the body of Christ. I want to pray right now. And, um, you know, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't really thought through how to do this last little part, but why don't we just take a moment and wherever you are, why don't you just close your eyes so you're not looking at me and you're looking at Jesus. Let's, cl let's close our eyes together and let's pray and let's ask the Holy Spirit to really fill us so that we can function. We know you've got a plan for our church, God, and we know he's filling us to function. And maybe today you're saying, man, Kieran, I kind of not been functioning I've kind of been sleeping on my gift. I've kind of been letting others carry the weight. You know, and I'm not talking about service teams. Please, you, you, I want you to see through this. I'm not, I'm not trying to do serve sign up or anything. I'm trying to say, I want you to grow. But the key to your growth is, is you and me functioning together. So together right now, we're going to pray. And maybe if that's you, you're saying, Kieran, I haven't been functioning and I've been letting others carry the slack of my growth and I've been letting others down with their growth. Don't put it in the chat. That's fine. You have a prayer to God right now and you ask God to man, forgive me and help me to function to everything you function me to. Heavenly Father, come on, let's pray. Close those eyes. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're in this, you're in this church with us. And you're the head and we're growing. Lord, we just want to become more like you, Jesus. We recognize and realize, God, that in order to do that, we need to function. We thank you. You formed us. Thank you. Formed our marriages. This is your idea. You formed our church. You formed our groups and our, 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 our relationships together. And I thank you. You haven't just formed us and left us, but you filled us.
with your Holy Spirit. You filled us with purpose and passion. You filled us with desires. You filled us with, with uh, creativity and ideas to get the job done. I thank you, God. Father, I pray right now that our church would not just be formed or filled, but we would function in everything you've had. And, and the way to function, God, is us all functioning together like a jigsaw puzzle where if one piece is missing, it's not complete. Heavenly Father, I see right now, maybe even through the screen, I see a picture of a jigsaw puzzle of the body of Christ and there's pieces that are missing. And the piece that's missing is saying they won't notice if I'm not there. They won't notice if I'm there in person, but not in spirit. They, they won't notice if I'm not part of this thing. But, I, but Heavenly Father, I pray that we would begin to get a conviction and realize that when, you are, when we are missing, that the picture is incomplete. We all carry you in our heart, God, and when we come together, we complete the picture that is the body of Christ. So, Father God, I pray right now, bless every family, bless every person. Let us all function and grow up into maturity, the mature body of Christ, where each part does its work. In the name of Jesus, someone say amen in the chat. Say amen.